Today's episode is brought to you by Freedom Project Academy. Looking for a K-12 classical online school built on Judeo-Christian values? FPA is enrolling now for the fall. Request your free information packet at freedomforschool.com. That's freedom, F-O-R, school.com. Let's get educated. That's why we're here, to bring you the stories impacting K-12 classrooms and college campuses. It's time for a little education. Well, hello everyone, I am Katie Patrick, joined today as always by David Fierrazzo. Now, before we get started, just a quick shout out to Freedom Project Academy, yes. all about Freedom Project Academy. It is our K-12 Judeo-Christian online school. Now, every day, every day on this show, we are talking about the problems impacting public schools across the country, but it's also important that we offer solutions, okay? We can't just be sitting here talking about the problems, which there are many, we yes. offer solutions. Freedom Project Academy is our greatest response to fighting this nonsense. So please, right now, request your free information packet at freedomforschool.com. That's freedom, F-O-R, school.com. Enrollment for all grades and courses is now open, and we would love for you to consider joining us this fall. Now back to those problems that we were just <laughs> discussing. We have a Florida teacher who was fired after asking students to write their own obituaries just before the school went into an active shooter drill. Is this a case of bad timing or does he deserve to be fired? What shall we say about this one? This was interesting. I had a lot of different thoughts from different angles. And one of the things I thought, oh, no, when I saw the headline, I thought, oh, he's probably going to be one of those, uh, you know, ban the Second Amendment, right, to get the gun, you know, free zones and all that. But no, uh, this guy's name is Jeffrey Keene, and this was a high school assignment. He was fired just hours after instructing students to write down their obituaries. And uh, he said he did nothing wrong. He doesn't regret the lesson plan. So here's what he did. He gave this now uh, controversial assignment to 11th and 12th graders. And that was uh, doctor at, at the Dr. Phillips High School in Orlando. He asked students in the first period classes, the timing of this is interesting because yes. by what period he was gone? <laughs> yeah, well, by second period, yeah. things happen, and by the yeah. end of the day, boom. Yeah, gone. he was gone by the end of the day. But uh, he was having them write their obituaries. Now, I want to stop right there before we continue because I think it, it's something that kids really don't think about and talk a lot about. Um, and you know, I, as they say, 10 out of 10 people die, uh, unless you're Jesus, and then you are resurrected or, after or, you die. I mean, you know, yes. Yeah. So, uh, but just go on ahead. that, just on that note, when I first read this, I'm like, oh yeah, we had that assignment back in, I'm pretty sure it was junior high. This wasn't a 11th and 12th grade psychology course. We had this as like a, it was either a seventh or an eighth grade English assignment. Really? Yeah. Write your so, own obituary. Write, write your own obituary. Huh. And I, I distinctly remember me and my best friend talking about it. Like, what would you put in yours? We didn't think of it in today's terms where, again, you're going to talk about this, the active shooter drill, right. bringing it into this, but continue. Okay. Well, so we have a lot more to, to say about this, but we want to watch this video first and we'll come right back. Do you regret doing the lesson? No. Would you do it again? Absolutely. 
Psychology teacher Jeffrey Keene is talking about a school safety lesson he gave to students at Dr. Phillips High that got him fired. Listen to this message from the principal. Today I was made aware of a teacher who gave an inappropriate assignment about school violence. But Keene says it wasn't inappropriate. There was going to be an active assailant drill in school, and he thought he could tie it into a psychology lesson. However, part of the lesson included having the students write their own obituary. If they were to die 24 hours from now, what would they do differently than they did yesterday and show them what's important in their world? It wasn't to say you're going to die and, and, and let's, let's just, you know, let's just stress you out. He says a student got upset and wanted to see a counselor. I put a disclaimer on the bottom of the, on the last one, I said this is in no way to upset you. We asked parents, grandparents and students what they thought about the lesson for 16 and 17 year olds. The safety, there's nothing wrong with the safety, but I feel like the context is a little outrageous. A little bleak with that age group. I don't necessarily know if that is appropriate. I think that make them grow up quicker if they think about it. So I think that's a good move. He shouldn't be fired. I was stunned. I'm talking to students about the world they live in, you know, about gun safety and about, you know, active shooters. But the district already has emergency response actions in place. So uh, very interesting responses based on the generation you pointed out yes. while we were watching the video. Um, the younger person, and then you got the the mom, and then you got the older guy. The generations, hey, this is going to help them grow up. Yeah. Well, it, this once you frame it in the perspective that they did with the news and the way you hear from what he's saying, and the fact that he wrote on there, this is not in any way meant to scare you. It puts into the okay, I understand your intentions now. Too often we have these teachers that we report on every day. What are their intentions? Mm, and yep. he clearly is giving us his intentions right. not to scare the people. Or most of the time when we're talking about these stories, we're talking about like assignments that are sexual in nature. He's talking about like eternity in nature with, with his assignment is to get the students to think outside of themselves. Whereas a lot of these assignments that are given out with sexualization and all that, it's more like think all about you and what you want and you, 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 you and yeah. gratification in that. And he's like, hey, you have 24 hours to live. What are you going to do about it? Like, when you, he framed it in such a way, and it's a psychology class for juniors and seniors in high school, that's also the key part that I'm like, I, I if I had to pick a side, if you will, I would pick choose on his side that he was trying to do an assignment to get the students to think. It wasn't for fifth graders saying, you're yeah, going to die right. after this thing. His intent was there with like good intentions. But it wasn't to make the kids fearful. It wasn't to, to, I mean, he's a psychology teacher for one. They were high schoolers, right? 11th and 12th grader for another. And it's kind of like, I mean, we've been, whether whatever time of life you've been having these conversations or someone said, hey, what would you do if you knew you were going to die in 24 hours? How would you spend the next day? Or what would you do if you only had six months left to live? They're just, just these are it, philosophical thoughts to well, think about. And to be fair, raise your hand if you've been on Facebook or whatever and taken one of those BuzzFeed quizzes where it says, choose your last meal based on this or that well, or if otherwise. You on death row if you were on death row, <laughs> choose a side, choose a snack, choose a drink, and we'll tell you what that means your for you. Your last meal, Or right. give us your you know horoscope sign or whatever it is, and we'll tell you what your death row meal is. We do these things all the time, like... And we don't think of them as like, oh, you know, the boogeyman's coming to get you. But when it got put into the classroom because one student took it the wrong way and maybe didn't read what he said about how this is not meant to scare you, then I think it escalated up pretty quickly. Yeah. Also, you know, there's another point that we don't have enough time to talk about, but kids are somewhat out of touch with reality 
in life, and they they are kind of sheltered from thinking about such things. I mean, most of us uh, know a, a classmate in school that died. I mean, when we were in school, right? Uh, some of the died well, from not many, a, but several. You know, from yeah. a disease or from an accident. And if kids have, no, they they can be shocked. But he said. He, he said, if they died 24 hours from now, what would they do differently than they did yesterday? And it's just to get them to think about the value of time, the value of life, really. So, um, and I, I don't know much more than what the interviews and the articles say, but I don't think it was wrong. And th those are, that's our two cents here. I think we're yeah. kind of siding on the, it's, come on, are we going to keep kids sheltered forever when they're in the 11th and 12th grade? Only on things that matter, but sexualization we apparently we were all about not sheltering them at all right so mm, mm, that's, that's right. our two cents though <laughs> that's right still to come though uh, you thought having students write an obituary before a shooting drill was bad but just wait until you hear about a book being challenged in public high school libraries or public school libraries that encourages students to shoot their teachers complete with graphic illustrations that's next All right, well, if, you know, kids were scared in our last story, how about a graphic novel book series basically being put out there to scare the kids? And, hey, that's okay. That's, that's okay, we say. And, again, back in Florida. Oh, Florida, what is happening down there? We had a parent who found dozens of copies of a graphic novel in one of the Hillsborough middle schools. Okay, so okay. Let's, let's middle school now. Not high school. Not high school, not middle junior, school. senior. Okay, middle school. Citizens Defending Freedom wants to have those graphic novels removed from the classroom. Why? Why, you may wonder. Well, because they show explicit violence, mild profanity, and graphic sexual activities. Yep, yep, they do. I saw them. It's Wait not a minute. pretty. Mm. Wait a minute. Did you say middle school? Middle school. Okay, just they, wanted to, Those dozens of copies are available in middle school, and it's a parent who found them, and now Citizens Defending Freedom is okay. like, yep, let's get rid of them. All right. Um, and what may you say is explicit violence okay it's it's only showing an assassination classroom as it's being called an assassination classroom oh. what what does that look like well it's it's My a story and art uh that's by a no graphic no novelist named yusai matsui and um yeah it, <laughs> it basically is, is showing images of children aiming at and opening fire on their teacher who has turned into an alien uh, in an effort to save planet Earth. So, yeah, there's that part. On one page, there uh, is a student who is saying, all those bullets, and we missed. There's also a depiction of two other students saying, we are assassins, and our target is our teacher. <laughs> okay, that's okay, middle school, for allowing that? Okay, just confirming what's allowed and what's not. Um, another page, we have an image of a young man that says, I've been wanting to kill a teacher. Whoa, oh, okay, that's whoa. that's neat. Yeah, that's don't worry. There's more. Now, that's the violence part. What about the sexually explicit images um, and the age-inappropriate language that is also there, talking about you know women's um, upper upper half, upper half chest area, like top surgery, like what, yeah, what, yes, that, but not. Uh, but not. Surgery. There are female characters who are dressed in bikinis and lingerie, and there's an image of a young female student who is straddling a nude man's pelvis area, we'll say, okay. and the man's lying on his back, and the student points a gun at him. Okay. So is that, is that, is that good? Can I just I ask another question yes, here? Another question. 
You did say this was middle school, middle right? Middle school. Okay, this, this is middle just, school. And oh, this I'm sorry. Is, I already asked that question. You did. I know it, it kind of, you know, the mind just goes. Um, well, Florida State Director Sarah Calamunzi said that this is yet another example of age inappropriate material in our children's schools. Citizens Defending Freedom has no objections to books that serve legitimate educational purposes, but after a thorough review of this graphic novel, we are at a loss for what educational purpose <laughs> assassination classroom uh, could possibly serve. And yet dozens of copies were available in these middle schools. You know what? This is entertainment. This is, I mean, this is entertainment for, for kids that like gaming, graphic games, you know, video games and social media stuff and movies. This is what kind of this is. So I'm trying to figure out what, what was the reasoning behind putting this to in the classroom at the middle school level, mm -hmm. no less, to, quote, educate the students. What was the, what was the thinking behind it? There was no thinking. In that okay, there precisely we go. The point. Now, there we to, go. to do be fair, there was a parental advisory on this. Oh, okay. um, It's rated okay. T+, plus, which means for older <laughs> teens and is recommended T for plus. ages 16 and up. T+, plus means... <laughs> Not T-Pain, but T-Plus. 16 T and up, and yet, <laughs> let's see, middle school. I'm that pretty sure that's not funny. the 16-year-olds. That's like the 11, 14-year-old range. But, you know, librarians reading, it must be tough for them. Well, let, my, go, go ahead. Go my, ahead. My, my main concern here, or what I've seen, <laughs> is this, like, obviously devolution. Um of the ability of our children to read and we're all about oh well we want to get them to read encouraged and excited so we've resorted to doing graphic novels and someone can come fight me on the whole purpose of graphic novels right basically it's in my opinion glorified cartoons right yeah so they all the characters the art may be done well good for them we have may have great artists who do this but they put speech bubbles for everything instead of it's just being words and letting the kids imagination kind of make the scene so to get kids interested in reading these days because they can't they don't have attention spans of a full novel we just give them graphic novels and be like hey kids come read graphic novels it's cool and so that's where this thing in this howl probably this thing got into the middle school libraries so 10 to 13 year olds and how many shows have we done on that this kind of rhetorical question how many shows have we done on the the whole LGBTQ, DEI, CRT, and all, you know, the whole alphabet. So how many shows have we done when they're even going earlier than middle school? But, but let's just say this, we're talking about middle school, 10 to 13-year-olds, and this stuff's graphic. They're talking about assassinating their teacher. Oh, it's black and white, though. It's all, you know, cartoons. But these are the words that are being used. Yeah. Really incredible. Real, I don't know what... This is yeah. what we're resorting to, the dumbing down of America. But, hey, when we come back... Just when you think that you've heard it all, hey, back in Florida, we have a teacher who was arrested for allegedly arranging her own fight club for sixth grade girls. We're going down the age bracket all now. Right. Uh, yep, she arranged this fight club, supposedly, in her own classroom. So we're going to talk about it next. Today's show is sponsored by our friends at MyPillow. Save up to 66% on pristine quality bedding towels, slippers, signature pillows, and much more when you use the code EDUCATED. That's E-D-U-C-A-T-E-D, -E EDUCATED. Support this show and a great American company. Fight Club. David, Yes. what's the first rule of Fight Club? 
I'm not sure. I'm not either, except I do know it. I have not seen the movie, but I know the first rule is to not ever talk about Fight Club. We're going to talk about Fight Club instead. We're breaking the first rule. Okay. Just like the teacher involved here broke the first rule of like safety, I guess, for her students. We have a teacher in Florida who allegedly helped facilitate a Fight Club in her classroom. Now she's facing criminal charges for contributing to the delinquency of a minor in connection with those fights. And this is all according to the Leon County Sheriff's Office. We have Angel Drew Footman, age 23, who was uh, then a sixth grade teacher at Griffin Middle School, who allegedly allowed students to fight in her classroom during school hours, according to a press release from the Leon County Sheriff's Office. Now the uh, Tallahassee Democrat, the newspaper, reported from an affidavit by the Leon County Sheriff's Office Detective Hannah Perry that said she, meaning Footman, made statements such as 30 seconds, no screaming, no yelling, no phones. And she even asked two of the girls whether they wanted to come back during her sixth period, planning period, to run it back, like fight again. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> now, the aff it's a sworn affidavit. Uh, uh. The affidavit also stated that the fighters informed me, the detective there, that footmen asked them whether they wanted to have a friendly fade before the fights began. And I have no idea what that means, and I didn't care to look Fight it up. Fight club terminology? Maybe friendly a friendly fade. fade. No. Oh, gosh. I, David. Yes. <laughs> if you hear this story of a sixth grade teacher... Who looks like a high school student. Who looks like... She, 23, yeah. she, I think it was her first year, they said, and her last. Um, <laughs> if you hear that a teacher is facilitating fights in a classroom, I guess what if, as a... Like, what do you think the parents are going to think of this? Like, are they like, hey, this is great. My teacher's getting involved in caring about my students? Or like, what, are, what do you think their thoughts are? I'm sure she has their highest, you know, their, thought, their education in mind. That's, oh, yes. That's the best interest. But Maybe there was a math lesson in there as yeah. well. Uh, clearly, physical education is being done yeah, during let, that. Let's check out the video, and we'll come back and talk about it. Yeah, it's really scary. <laughs> it makes me not want to put my child in that school. Kirstie Henry's oldest daughter is a seventh grader at Griffin Middle School. She says her daughter told her about fights that were happening between students in one of the teacher's classrooms. Court documents show that Griffin Middle School teacher Angel Footman allowed three fights between sixth grade students in her classroom at the end of March. This is completely out of left field. Something like this has never really taken place on the Leon County School campus. Leon County spokesperson Chris Petley says the district was notified of the fights after administration reported videos of them to the school resource deputy. According to documents, students say the fights were pre-planned and Footman told them 30 seconds, no screaming or yelling, and no phones. Footman also does not intervene or attempt to stop the fights, call for help, or leave the classroom to get help. She claims the fights all happened too fast for her to do anything and admits that she has poor classroom management skills. Footman was arrested and charged with contributing to the delinquency of a minor for facilitating fights in her classroom last Friday. Contributing to the delinquency or the, of minors, right? Yep. And, and yep. she's gone. She clearly um, does have poor classroom management. Poor that judgment was, as well. Yes. That's a, after fight number one, how do you not go to the How many fights were there? She's, it said there were three. Three fights. Pre-planned. Pre-planned. These are the things that make you go, hmm. Yeah. I just wonder. But it, it also goes to what's the policy at the school in terms of dealing with 
punishments for fighting or for being aggressive in whether it's in the classroom or in the hallway because a lot of these schools we've done how many stories oh, before fights on with the fights students going and the on teacher and it's because the teacher's not allowed to intervene now this seems like a whole different kind of thing because the teacher's setting it up and she's setting up and it's not like a six foot seven you know junior in high school or something just walloping yeah. a teacher's aide which remember we talked about yeah. that story before this is about dealing with sixth grade girls, which again, could be a little bit worse in, in the cattiness factor. Yikes. It could be a little bit more getting out there, but how, <laughs> how is punishment handled when, when there are fights involved? That's the question. Well, there's no punishment if the teacher says, all if right. If the teacher allows ready, it, yeah. Go. <laughs> so, well, at least we know she's out of the classroom for now, and yeah. she did turn herself in. Uh, she was released. She's been charged with four counts at I guess, of contributing to that delinquency. So four counts, we'll see, unfortunately, what happens to her and hmm. moving on, I guess, but still to come. We have a TikTok challenge. Oh, TikTok. Oh, uh. Anyway, it's sending 10 kids. 10 kids got sent to the hospital as influencers warn followers not to try this newest challenge. We're going to discuss what that challenge is and why it has people so hot and bothered. Stay with us. If you have a smartphone, tablet, Roku, or Apple TV, consider downloading the Freedom Project media app. It's 100% free and includes all of our weekly shows, plus lecture series, archive programs, and award-winning animated videos for families like the Presidential Minute, Battles of America, and Heroes of the West. Don't rely on the social media giants to keep you informed. Simply download the Freedom Project media app from your app store and allow notifications. And we'll let you know when a new video is ready. All right, guys, this one's kind of spicy. Uh, the TikTok challenge that sent 10 kids to the hospital. What on earth could it have been? Well, it's a bubble gum that's got all kinds of stuff in it. We're going to, there, there it is right there. Cage, was it Cajons? Cajuns? Cajons. Trouble bubble. Warning. Extreme danger. Caution. <laughs> so they made this stuff and put the packaging on it. And I just want to hear what they have to say and describe it. Watch this. It was something that you see in like a horror movie. Honestly, it just kind of felt like these kids had been under attack. Kathleen Woodard describing a scary situation to Western Mass News. On Tuesday, she received a call from Dexter Park Elementary School to pick up her nine-year-old son, Michael, after he ate an unknown food. She found him at the school vomiting. I walked in and um, kids were crying. They were just lined up down the hall in the front hall area. Um, like their hands were red, their faces were beat red, and they were crying saying it hurt. Um, some of them were like a deep red. It was determined several students, including Michael, were having a reaction to an extremely hot bubble gum brought out to recess by a student. Measuring at 16 million Scoville units, it nearly equals eating pepper spray. The Southboro Police Department taking to Facebook to warn parents about the gum, known for being part of a viral TikTok challenge where contenders try to blow a bubble. But Kathleen tells us you don't have to chew the gum to feel the burn. Nobody knew what they were dealing with. Nobody had heard of this. The doctor started, fingers started burning from examining him. So 
10 kids hospitalized. Elementary kids at that, too. Oh, my goodness. See, and this is where, this is, when it gets to this type of level of... Idiocy? Idiocy, yeah. TikTok challenges. And this this is what makes me say TikTok should be banned everywhere, forever and always, is when this type of stuff happens. Like the Tide Pod challenge. The cinnamon Jeez. challenge was just a funny one. But the, when you're getting to the point where these kids are being like hospitalized and, as the mom said, it looked like a horror show like or a horror movie or whatever, we're crossing the, oh, it's fun to have a challenge and have the kids try and, oh, see what silliness happens. This is dangerous. This is life-threatening yeah. at this point. And the fact that one elementary student started this all because that one elementary student is the one who saw it on TikTok somewhere right. and then... Hey, good idea. Oh, let's let's, let's buy yeah. some and bring it to school. But I wonder how that kid actually got a hold of it, too. That's the other well, question. I guess is. he had to order it. I'm sure it's not available at the local store, but I this is... It was, it was brought to recess by a student, so they, I guess they didn't do it in class. But the gum contains pepper extract measuring at 16 million Scoville heat units. Now, I don't know what that means, oh. but that sounds like a lot, it, and it okay. sounds really hot. Yeah, okay. Just it's like of, pepper spray. Re, yeah, frame of reference, because if you just look up on Google Scoville units, like people take like hot challenges, like a ghost pepper challenge okay. or you know a jalapeno jalapeno habanero any that like you're talking a couple hundred thousand getting up to like a million scoville units we're at 16 million with this thing so this is like beyond eating anything as she said it was almost like pepper spray but hey don't take our word for it let's take a look at one mother and daughter who decided to try it and i guess you'll see the results so my mom reached out to this company and it's the trouble bubble gum and it's a challenge i've seen it all over tiktok so i'm yeah, like people hey, told why us not? to do it i'm kind of nervous it's 16 million scoville units in a single piece which that is like Hot. the hottest you can get this is the hottest gum in the world i'm pretty sure and we have to chew it until we can blow a bubble gosh who could blow a bubble first okay my tongue I'm, it burnt me. Uh, me too. Look. From my drool mark, straight down my chin. <laughs> She's burnt. Don't do it, guys. Nope. So, all yeah. funny. It's all, all fun and games till elementary student. Yeah. yeah, until elementary students have to go to the hospital for it. This Jeez. is the stupidity that we exist here in America and all over the world. Anyone on TikTok, pretty much. So, that's where I'll leave that one. Yep. All that's right. it. That's it. We're, we've had enough of, of, of this. Do not, please, do not, not, not attempt this challenge. Do not. I'm going to say it one more time, David. For all those in the back, do not attempt this challenge. Yeah, I'm wondering if they're going to take that product off the market now or if there will be lawsuits depending on how bad some of those or Well, were, yeah, apparently. I mean, you know, we're free market society. You can buy it. It's a matter of Parents, watch your children. Make sure they're not. <laughs> how did that kid get access to it? But anyway, please teach them common sense. Please. All right. Well, if you're a fan of the show, please, hey, like, comment, share the video. Let everyone know not to do this challenge, please. Uh, now, for David and myself, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And thank you for supporting what we do. Until next time, stay educated. Educated is directed and produced by Mike Menzel. Hosted by Katie Petrick and David Fiorazzo. Makeup and Hair by Katie Scholl. Graphics designed by Dan Kaler. Educated is owned by Freedom Project Media. See other shows and content at freedomproject.com or download the Freedom Project Media app. 
Copyright 2023.